Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the show. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard. One half of your hosting team, I'm in Vegas. The other half of your hosting team is across America. All the way out there in Boston is Josh Applebaum. Good afternoon, Josh. Happy Monday. Good afternoon, Pritch. Happy Monday. T-minus three days until I'm out there with you in Vegas. I That's cannot right. wait. Excited to do some shows together and embrace the madness in person. But, Pritch, so much to get to. I know there's not a lot of college games today. Really, you know, it's a day off of college. But the bracket came out. We can look at some fishy lines. We can talk about how to create a contrarian bracket and kind of differentiate yourself from everyone who's probably going to take Gonzaga to win it all. Got some NBA. There's only one NHL game. Obviously, NFL free agency burying the lead there, Pritch. So I'm putting the over-under two-and-a-half huge signings during our show today. But real quick, before we dive in, a couple teachable moments from yesterday. Number one, fade the trendy dog opportunity there with Tennessee. Texas A&M have been off a bunch of those wins as dogs. But really what I look at, Pritch, especially this time of year, is when a dog gets a super you know, big heavy betting in their favor, a lot of public support. Texas A&M there was getting almost 80% of bets against Tennessee. Can't blame anybody. They've been looking great in the tournament. That line seemed a little high. But the whole point there, Pritch, was Tennessee, again, only getting a quarter of bets, 20% of bets, yet they kind of opened six and a half, stayed six and a half. So, again, I'll be leaning a ton of dogs. This is the time to go contrarian mm-hmm. for March Madness. But beware of those trendy dogs that are getting, in my opinion, like 60% of bets or more. When you get 70 or more, these are really the only favorite opportunities I look for this time of year. When people are loading up on the dog, to me, it's a good opportunity to buy low on that contrarian favorite like Tennessee yesterday. Okay, let's can get some outstanding information like we did from Kenny White on Friday. Uh, Penn State, Vandy, uh, and who was the third one? Uh, all dogs, uh, all c- covered and certainly an outright win. I think it was Richmond. 
Uh, so that was great advice right there. Certainly great situations, too, when you're looking at betting uh, going forward. And, okay, wait a minute. You've, have you been out to Vegas for the Madness before? Believe it or not, Pritch, I've never been there oh, for the man. Madness. Been there quite a few times other times a year, and you and I hung out, uh, what was that, about a year ago yeah. at this point? But, uh, Pritch, get ready. I mean, I'll, I'll be diving <laughs> right in when the Madness, the sweat, I can't wait. Oh, yeah, I cannot wait to have you in Vegas either. That's going to be awesome. Uh, but we got to get to your guy, and I say your guy because we're going to talk about Tom Brady here. Uh, he couldn't stay away. You know what? 40 days. He could not stay away. It's been 40 days, and he had to come back, and he made the announcement that Tom Brady is going to be back. Uh, he unretired. Uh, is going to be back with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the 23rd season uh, right there. The betting market, Josh, Super Bowl opening odds, 25-1. Uh, to 1. Brady News plus 850 now. NFC Championship 12-1. to 1. Uh, Brady News plus 375. NFC South plus 150. Brady News minus 225. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Pritch. So I look at it this one of two ways. Let's talk betting perspective. And then I have a personal take on this. Just my opinion being a new Englander here. So number one betting market, obviously Tampa Bay went from a team that was 25 to one. That was pretty much a long shot. Still have a pretty good defense. You got some skill players, but we all know quarterback, the most important position thinking that Brady. And again, he never said in his post that he was retiring. He said he couldn't make that competitive commitment. Well, it turns out Pritch, he made the commitment like 30 days <laughs> later, as you mentioned. So uh, maybe making uh, PB and J's with Gisela, you know, at home being a dad wasn't, uh, all it's cracked up to be. But that being said, 25 to 1, now all the way down to plus 850. It was interesting to me. I believe it was Chris Andrews who tweeted this, but uh, there was a couple interesting bets that came in, big bets on Tampa Bay. I even think maybe it was like as high as 50 to 1 or 35 to 1. So someone knew something here with Brady. And again, he wouldn't commit to uh, staying retired. He said he's taking it day by day. Did I expect this to come so quick? And, you know, going back to Tampa Bay, not really. But of course, you miss the number. If you're able to, you know, have a crystal ball and get the 25 to 1, you're feeling great. To me, it's really the divisional odds that I'm going to look at, minus 225. Mm -hmm. The only caveat here, Pritch, though, is Deshaun Watson. I don't know if you have any intel here, but Schefter did tweet that he's going to uh, visit and maybe talk to Carolina, talk to the New Orleans Saints. If Watson goes that division, I think it's obviously a bit of a more difficult path for Brady. But even with Watson, I really like Brady to win this division here. Minus 225. I know it's a minus number, but to me, that's a play on the on, to win the division. And then just personally, Pritch, I'll be honest with you. I was so pumped. I went to the DraftKings studio in Boston yesterday. Yeah. March Madness, you know, nonstop excitement of March Madness. And then, boom, Brady has to drop this bomb in the middle of Selection Sunday. I just think TB12. Let's have some awareness here. I get you wanted to do it before free agency started, uh, but really, it had to be during. March Madness. I don't know what I don't know what it is, Pritch. This guy needs the spotlight at all times. Well, he'll get it. I mean, he's Tom Brady. I mean, certainly the goat. But you know, the thing is, he had to announce it right on the eve of the legal tampering period because you have the business of football, uh, and Brady is the business of winning Super Bowls, not to make the playoffs, not to win a division, uh, but to win championships. And so uh, it's uncanny about Tom Brady. The last nine seasons, uh, Phil Yates had this on Twitter. Josh, uh, 2013 lost the playoff game. 2014 wins the Super Bowl. Uh, 15 lost the playoff game. Wins Super Bowl. I mean, he's in the window right now because he lost the playoff game in 2021 and 2022 to win a Super Bowl. Now I don't know if you want to use that for betting information, right? But no, he is the goat. And one of the things uh, as a player, when you realize that you can no longer play the game, it's over. I mean, you can say you can step away for a year or two, but you really can't. I mean, you have to be engaged uh, physically and mentally. And I think Tom Brady's at that point. 
Physically, he feels great. Mentally, he feels great. Uh, he put up great numbers, stellar numbers last year. Could have made a case for the MVP. So he doesn't want to shut that door. And I don't blame him because once it's over, it's over. And there's nothing out there that can mimic or duplicate your career or your time in the National Football League. So uh, I, I'm not shocked. Uh, I am shocked that it's Tampa. I, I thought Tom might make his way somewhere else, to be honest with you. But uh, we'll see what Tampa can do in terms of putting together a Super Bowl team. Deshaun Watson is out there. We can get to that news, too, uh, because the Panthers are reportedly involved in that situation. Uh, the Saints uh, as well, too. So here, here's my take on this, Josh. You're, you're the Saints, and, and you hired Dennis Allen as your head coach. Uh, you could have hired Eric Bieniemy, right? If you really had your designs on Deshaun Watson, or, or is this reactionary? Uh, you look at the Panthers. They had Brady. They fired him because they wanted to run the ball more. Now you're entertaining signing Deshaun Watson. So as a better, I'm filing that away as these two organizations don't have a clue. It's like they're chasing a name only because that name happens to be Deshaun Watson and he happens to be a top five quarterback in the National Football League. But can those teams put the pieces around Deshaun Watson to be viable for a championship? As a better, that's what I'm looking at, Josh, and I don't believe that right now. Yeah, and I don't believe it either, Pritch. And again, I think, you know, we've seen obviously the moves for Stafford, multiple first round picks, obviously in Denver now with, with Russell Wilson, multiple first round picks. So there's a number where if you get crazy, I think you're going to get him. You know, if you if you, you offer, let's see, you know, three first round picks, couple players, you really mortgage your future here to bring in Watson. Uh, obviously Carolina, you know, since Cam Newton won the MVP, it's been pretty much downhill for them trying to find their next quarterback, swinging and missing here with Sam Darnold. Uh, you go Cam Newton 2.0, didn't work out very well there either. You have the connection because, you know, he did play at Clemson, so you're in the Carolinas there. And then down south there with New Orleans. But uh, maybe these teams were just, you know, with the legal issues, they didn't expect it to be cleared so quickly, and it felt like forever. But I'm with you, Pritch. Like, you know, there are tea leaves you can read, and you can kind of set things up to put yourself in a position to make a big deal like that for Watson. So maybe he goes to one of these teams. But I think either way, even if he does enter that division, Tom Brady to win that division. Yeah, he's all about Super Bowls, Pritch. But I think that's going to be a feasting division for Brady playing all these teams twice a year. I'd still look at that minus 225 to win that South. All right. I'm looking at the offense coordinator right now for the Saints. His name's Pete Carmichael. Um, I'm not familiar with him. Are you familiar with Pete Carmichael? Is Deshaun Watson familiar with Pete Carmichael? <laughs> I guess that's the more important question. I am not familiar whatsoever, Fred. Yeah, we're gonna have to. I will defer to you uh, on that one. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. These teams, these organizations, just trying to piece it together and, uh, and attract a name. And so, is it going to work? And that's what I'm betting on. I want to bet on if it works. Ben McAdoo. Remember that guy? He's the offensive coordinator now at Carolina Panthers. Are you going to tell me that's going to work with Deshaun Watson? You, you had Brady there, a guy who wanted to throw the football. You wanted to run the football. Now Ben McAdoo is your offensive coordinator out there in Carolina. Yeah, it just seems like some of these teams just chase their tail, Pritch. You go one way, it doesn't work. You go the other way. There's different teams that, you know, you hire an offensive coach. It doesn't work out. Next up, let's hire a defensive coach. So trying to be forward thinking, not trying to be reactive. Uh, this is what these teams like, you know, Carolina and, you know, being in a tough spot there, losing Drew Brees in New Orleans and now losing Sean Payton. Mm -hmm. But again, you can kickstart your team by getting one of these star quarterbacks. And we all know how important these players can be. And also, you know, we think of Watson. I think of him a little bit older. He's still only 26, Pritch. And even though he had to sit out last year, you take a beat 
skating. Imagine his body's probably in the best shape it's been, you know, since he was playing in high school here. So something to monitor. And then Pritch, and we're up against it real quick, though, the draft here. Uh, I'm totally pouring out my Evan Neal number one overall pick <laughs> oh, because no. the Jacksonville Jaguars, Pritch, they're going to Jaguar. They tag Cam Robinson on the offensive line. Uh, Schefter just tweeted that they're likely to sign Brandon Scherf, mm -hmm. that uh, that really good lineman there from the Washington Commanders. So now with that being said, your you know, your need for an offensive lineman is really dissipating here. Aiden Hutchinson, the guy who was probably the guy all along, now minus 350 to go number one overall. It seems to be that minus 350 is going to shoot up to minus 500, minus 1,000. I know you're not getting great value, and you're going to have to pour out your ticket like me on Evan Neal, but I think now really the you know the seas are the Red Sea is parting here for Hutchinson to go number one. The fact that they're loading up on linemen in free agency. Yeah, how about that? The Bengals are loading up an offensive lineman too. The two Alexes, uh, guy from your uh, your area, Alex Karras. Uh, and then Alex Kappa, uh, offensive guard from Tampa. If you think about Mitchell Trubisky uh, and the Pittsburgh Steelers, think about that AFC North division. You have a number one overall pick, Baker Mayfield, number one overall pick, Joe Burrow, a number two overall pick, <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, and Lamar Jackson brings up the weird, he was, uh, what, top 32 as uh, Baltimore traded back up in the first round to get Lamar Jackson. That, you think about the talent or the evaluation of the talent that's in that division right now. Yeah, and I think Trubisky is kind of a wild card, Pritch, because obviously you remember him at the end in Chicago, yeah. really, really struggled there. But you take a year off, you learn under you learn under Josh Allen, the money they paid him, it sounds like he's going to be the starter here. Mm -hmm. But I'm worried. I'm wondering too, you know, mapping out these quarterbacks to when they're selected, will uh, Pittsburgh still be in line for a young rookie quarterback, or do they go a different direction? Uh, we did talk earlier, Pritch, and we're up against it. Uh, Malik Willis there from Liberty. Yep. He's now minus 185 to be the first quarterback selected. So my Evan Neal pick doesn't look good, but we got <laughs> plus 110 with with uh, Willis being the first quarterback yeah you're getting some closing line value now minus 185 okay a lot of time uh, between now and the draft uh, right now the madness is upon us and we have a great deal here at vcin uh, for only 19 dollars get everything you need to bet the madness uh, we got 24 7 video streaming daily best bet emails our tournament betting guide including advice data on strategy uh, get analysis from our experts greg hoops peterson matt humans jonathan von tobel and tim murray all for 19 dollars vcin.com slash madness we continue the program with discussing the madness bracket breakdown is next there's a lot happening these days but i have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time the 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. Everybody, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odd specials, and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID, open an account, and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. You're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel that you have a gambling problem, please call one 800 Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. So, Josh, um, I don't know how many brackets you filled out. I filled out about four of them. (laughs) Uh, uh, Getting to my final one, I still have some time today to conclude what my uh, opinions are with my brackets here. Um, Let's start with the West region, though, in terms of the odds. Uh, and then we're going to go through the tournament, uh, looking at that first round matchups too. So right now, Gonzaga out of the West, of course, minus one sixty on the board right there. Duke uh, at plus four hundred uh, as well. We got Texas Tech plus four fifty. Uh, some lines have shifted here. Arkansas fourteen to one. Uh, I talked to Scott Hastings earlier today. Altitude Sports out there in Denver. Uh, because I have a matchup in, involving the Zags and Arkansas a little bit later on. But your thoughts initially uh, on these odds right here to make the Final Four West Region? Yeah, so first off, Pritch, you know, everyone out there searching for a printable bracket. I think this is, you know, the biggest thing we always want is just a nice one we can print out. Well, we got you at VEASAN.com. So mm-hmm. sign up for the newsletter, VEASAN.com slash newsletter. Print it out, get the nice VEASAN logo on it. And again, what I would recommend is don't just, you know, pick your teams. Before you choose them, write the betting line for each right. matchup. It'll kind of inform you a little bit based on, we'll get to fishy lines later, maybe a team's a nine seed, but they're favored over an eight, that sort of thing. Uh, but right off the bat, Pritch, you know, we got to give it to Gonzaga, minus 160. They opened minus 140, so the line has moved further in their favor to win this conference here. Uh, it's chalky, but you do expect Gonzaga to get out of here. I mean, Ken Palm has them the number one team in the country. We all know that. Uh, the next best team, though, if you're looking for maybe a flyer here or a team that could give Gonzaga a run for their money, you would expect that, you know, the Arkansas matchup to be, uh, you know, a good matchup here if they meet. But I would say, Pritch, keep an eye out for my Vermont Catamounts, baby. University <laughs> of Vermont class of 2009. Okay. They open plus five and a half against Arkansas. They're down to five. And that's important because one thing I like is when a line moves toward the worst seeded team, because typically you're going to see a lot of these lines move to the better seeded team. So that's just a little fishy number and get ready, Pritch. I'll be wearing UVM gear when we're out there sweating it in person. Yeah. So plus five and a half to down, down to plus five. But I would say one team I'm looking at 
Texas Tech. If you're looking for a flyer to win this thing, uh, Ken Palm has them the ninth best team in the country. They're plus 550. I'm not high on Duke right now. Yes, they're talented, but we've seen them stumble in Krzyzewski's last year. Duke is plus 330. Texas Tech is 500. But yet, Texas Tech is the ninth best team by Ken Palm ratings, and Duke is number 12. So I think the value would be Texas Tech. And if you look at that, you know, kind of the, the southern part of that West region, there's an opening here for Texas Tech. You get by Montana State. Maybe you get by Alabama Rutgers, whoever wins that one. You're probably going to have a matchup there in the Sweet 16 where it's going to be maybe Duke against Texas Tech. If they sneak by them, then you have a date with uh, the Gonzaga. Of course, we don't expect you know anyone to beat Gonzaga, but if there's going to be a team that beats them, Pritch, I'm thinking it's going to be a defensive team that's mm. great defensively, locks them down. You know what? What's the best thing to you know to beat a, a good offense, a good defense? So I don't know if they will do that, but I kind of like that. You know, the, the first big team they got to get by is Duke, and that matches them up with Gonzaga. And maybe if they keep it down to a 62 to 60 game, a low-scoring game, that's where maybe you can cash a really big plus 450 there. Okay, that's interesting right there because I know how Ken Palm looking at his um, rankings right there, and everybody else too. They have the big four uh, when you look at categories when it comes to basketball. I have my own big four, Josh. Here you go. Uh, <laughs> coaching slash defense. Uh, I'm certainly looking for that. Uh, dynamic backcourt, if you can have it, I, I think that's essential. Uh, a difference uh, a difference playmaking player. Uh, uh, a guy that can just be different on the floor. I mean, we see that from time to time. Uh, Baylor might be without one of their key guys. We'll have to wait and see on that. Uh, and then experience, too. I mean, uh, you got pedigree, but then also you have this experience of the tournament that I think uh, teams are going to have to get used to. Just witness that firsthand uh, at the Pac-12 tournament here in Las Vegas, up close and personal in terms of how those athletes are feeling the pressure out there, Josh, and, and how uh, you miss easy shots or you don't execute, uh, you don't flow on defense, you don't have that effort to you look confused out there. So uh, I think when you have familiarity on your side like you do in conference tournament, that's one thing, but then now you're not going to have familiarity on your side. So what can you lean on? And I think experience uh, is essential. Uh, also, waiting the neutral court situations for teams uh, throughout the year. Do you do that, Josh, at all? Or are you purely just looking at the data for each and every matchup? So I think overall, you know, I will lean to some of these unders just in general because mm -hmm. of the neutral court and because of the tired legs, you know, also because of, you know, how much pressure is on these players. And you talk about experience. I'm right there with you, Pritch. You know, if you're a better, come up with your own big four. It may be the same as you, Pritch. It may be different. Like I'll throw in free throw shooting. I want a team that knocks down their free okay. throws because you get into these really, really tight games, you know, you know, short numbers back and forth. The team that shoots, you know, 80% from the free throw line versus a team that shoots, you know, 65%. To mm -hmm. me, that's a big advantage, but also defensively, you know, often comes and goes defense you know you can pretty much the defense is travel so that's why a team like texas tech could be worth a look for me uh but again these are little things i'm looking at and i, I would say with gonzaga you know obviously they're going to be a huge play here in terms of you know everyone picking them as a champion and they're a great team i don't get me wrong but also you know what was the conference they played in not the greatest conference overall versus some of these other teams that may not get the publicity but have played in a much you know strength of schedule much harder conference where they've been in a lot of these battle tested games so uh we'll get to maybe my contrarian bracket later pritch i think if you want to be different you got to pick a different champion not gonzaga everyone's gonna have gonzaga all right so let's get to some of these matchups. I mean, they're big numbers, obviously. I mean, looking here on the board, uh, Gonzaga, Georgia State, I mean, Duke. Okay, people are down on Duke right now. Do you think Duke can get it together for this tournament? I don't want to use recency bias, but uh, it doesn't seem like they can get it together at this point. 
Yeah. So on the one hand, Pritch, it's funny. Like I'm down on Duke just from, Hey, they haven't really played well down the stretch mm-hmm. and you know, everything was set up for you do it for coach K. It, right. it didn't really align that way. But I would also say you get to this time of year. I kind of like buying low on these teams that have disappointed because if we're thinking Duke disappointed, imagine what the betting public thinks. They're really down on Duke at this point. Now I'm looking at this first round matchup against Cal state Fullerton. There's been a move toward Duke really, really quickly here. And again, these early moves to me, we were doing the selection show yesterday at the DraftKings studio, like Michigan was an example. They went from like a pick all the way to minus two and a half, minus three. The early moves are not public driven. They're respected betters that are hitting these games immediately. The public's not going to really get down on these games until later in the week, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Mm -hmm. they're filling out their brackets. They're not really making their bets yet. So Duke actually opened at some shops laying 17 and a half. They're now up to 18 and a half. So the line's going toward Duke uh, in this spot, even though you kind of feel down on them. Do I want to lay a 19 and a half? Not really. There's a system that if you get above 20 points, it's actually better to take the dog because in this spot, like, you know, if Duke's up 21, uh, they're just going to want to advance and play the next game. They're not really, you know, concerned about covering the number, whereas Cal State Fullerton maybe, you know, fights till the bitter end. So whole point being, yes, I'm down on Duke. I don't like what I see, but just keep in mind that those teams that have struggled really are the teams that you want to buy low on because they're undervalued. All right, some fishy line stuff here. Arkansas, one of the better teams in the SEC, uh, they're taking on your Vermont team. Didn't realize <laughs> that. Oh, I did realize that. But, uh, okay, the line has moved, right? Uh, now it's, what, five? Uh, it was minus five and a half. Yeah, so this is something I look out for. So obviously, you know, I am a UVM guy, class of 2009. Yep. But I would just say, uh, take that away, cover up the names of the teams. I would like it if it was Tennessee Chattanooga in this spot or, you know, Murray State. Doesn't really mm-hmm. matter. Whole point being, you know, Arkansas is your higher ranked team. Arkansas is, uh, what are they? They're, uh, they're your uh, four seed. Vermont's your 13 seed. This game opened at a five and a half. It seems a little low, you know, for a 13 versus a four here, Pritch. So that opening number kind of speaks volumes that the books are respecting Vermont in this spot. And I'm looking at kind of a classic contrarian play. You have a majority of bets, two-thirds of bets on Arkansas. Bigger conference, better record, bigger school, little old Vermont. They're not going to get a lot of support here. But yet that five-and-a-half, despite opening five-and-a-half and getting a majority of bets early, is now down to five. So I like it when the line moves, again, toward the worst-seeded team. And on, then also, Pritch, I'm not going to abandon Ken Palm this time of year. Ken Palm has Vermont losing by four. So if you got the five-and-a-half, you got the five here, you have a Ken Palm edge, you're contrarian with the reverse line move. I cannot wait to sweat Vermont out there in Vegas, Bridge. <laughs> All right, let's get after it for sure. Now, Texas Tech, we had Greg Hoops Peterson on the program several weeks ago, and I remember uh, how emphatic he was about Texas Tech and, and what a good basketball team this was, right? Uh, because we were going over, you know, seedings, and we were going over information from the Big 12 at that time too. And, uh, you know, you move on from Chris Beard, and the situation continues uh, with Texas Tech. I know the transfer portal has been helpful for a lot of schools as well. Uh, uh, but this is one of those teams. That, I mean, they're a three seed here. Big number, uh, Josh, too. Uh, any concerns against Montana State? So not concerns to get past them. I you know, definitely would expect them to win this game. No, you know, not breaking any news there. But the line is interesting to me. I'm seeing actually a majority of bets on Montana State. So does Montana State become a trendy dog? Obviously a team with a great record, you know, has really good ATS all season long. But I'm seeing Texas Tech, depending on what number you're looking at, I saw some 16s down to like 15, but I saw some 14s like up to 15. But 
really, again, this time of year, I look at betting percentages. If Texas Tech is getting 75% of bets and they're laying the points here, right. I'm not going to touch them with a 10-foot pole. But if you're getting 75% of bets on Montana State and we see maybe further movement toward Texas Tech, I actually would be interested in maybe laying the points there. But again, it's hard to make these you know generalizations on a Monday. we got to wait wait for these bets to build up here, Chris. Yeah, I'm talky. I got the Zags going all the way out the West region uh, right there. But that was my fourth bracket. Uh, maybe I might have another one. Uh, Josh, we got some breaking news uh, when it comes to NFL free agency. The over-under two and a half, right, uh, with deals. And then also we continue with our bracket breakdown, the South region. That's, it. That's coming up next. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This segment of Bending Across America is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Have you been looking for the right opportunity to switch up your nicotine? Now there is a 10-day challenge to give you a fresh start, helping you to walk away from ashtrays, spit cups, and vapes. It's called the Zen 10 Challenge. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a satisfying, smoke-free, spit-free nicotine alternative available in 10 varieties and 2 strengths. The Zen 10 Challenge is a risk-free way to try Zen Nicotine Pouches. If you don't enjoy your experience, with Zen, after 10 days, you'll get your money back. So head over to zen.com slash 10 to take the Zen 10 challenge. That's zyn.com slash 10. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum. So, Josh, um, on this breaking news, I can speak collectively, I think, for every retired receiver out there that we're going to announce our unretirement. Uh, because Christian Kirk broke the bank and signed a deal with Jacksonville four years, $84 million. Yes, that Christian Kirk. <laughs> wow, this is crazy, no. Chris. And I'll just say, as, as a wide receiver, you got to be proud of, of the young pups sure. here getting all their money. Sure, but, but I'm going to retire, like, though. <laughs> exactly. I think, Pritch, I'd give you, you know, three years of 25 million. I think you can. Yeah, okay, thank you. That's a good deal. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, too, I just saw this tweet. The, officially, right now, this is going to change, but the, the top five uh, most paid wide receivers in the NFL one, DeAndre Hopkins, two, Julio Jones, three, Christian Kirk. Four Devontae Adams, five Keenan Allen. So one of those is, remember those things you did in kindergarten, Pritch? One of these is not like the other. Mm -hmm. I think it's obviously Kirk in this spot right now. Uh, but 1.2 uh, that I wanted to make here on the Bengals, I think the Bengals are doing exactly what they're supposed to do, loading up on their offensive line. I'm looking at some Bengals futures right now, Pritch. Right, uh, right now they are plus 200 to win the AFC. Uh, AFC North here, the Ravens are slight, you know, ahead of them, plus 175. I think that's don't outsmart yourself. What do you got to do? Protect Burrow. You're loading up on linemen in the in uh, free agency here. I love what the Bengals are doing right now. Yeah, we mentioned that uh, at the end of the year in terms of what the Bengals need to do and how close they could be. I mean, they are loaded in terms of weapons. Uh, all those players were 25 years or younger. Uh, now you just had to have stability on the offensive line. I think defensively, too, you can add some parts and pieces. Uh, but that division, though, uh, Josh, I'm curious about the fit with Trubisky out there in Pittsburgh. Najee Harris, too, obviously going to run the football and do play action. And then Baker Mayfield. Now he's got Amari Cooper, no more Jarvis Landry or Odell Beckham Jr. So you're seeing a lot of uh, turnover in that division. Lamar Jackson coming back, too. We'll see what kind of deal he signs eventually. 
Well, I think we lost Josh Applebaum right there. We'll get him back. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just a lot going on. Like I said earlier, too, I, I, I can speak collectively for uh, receivers everywhere. Four years, $84 million. Congratulations to Christian Kirk. Uh, but certainly uh, the wide receiver market is going to be very interesting, uh, especially with the news about Devontae Adams wanting to not play on his tag. Um, so, Josh, we got you back. We were just talking about receivers, uh, that division, the AFC North. Uh, and Devontae Adams, the news that he doesn't want to play on that franchise tag, too. So some more work to do. I, certainly when you see a deal from Christian Kirk like this, I, I don't know if that's setting the market, but at least you're feeling pretty good if you're Devontae Adams. Yeah, you're feeling great right now. And also, you know, Allen Robinson, another wide receiver who's out there, probably feeling great about this deal. Because, again, you get a guy like Kirk, and we don't want to criticize Kirk too much. It's just, you know, you, <laughs> when you name, like, the top five wide receivers, I don't think Kirk is really a quarterback uh, receiver that comes to mind. But, again, for this wide receiver market, mm -hmm. that's a great signal there. So, obviously, you know, Rodgers is returning. Devontae Adams linked at the hip. But he can't be happy on that franchise tag again here, Pritch. So, uh, again, his agent might be knocking on the door saying, hey, let's get a long-term deal done with the Packers. Yeah, it's a lottery ticket. I'm telling you, free agency is incredible. <laughs> okay, let's get back to the madness. The South Region uh, Championship odds. Uh, just watch this team, Arizona. Uh, I think they need uh, one key player, though, Kerr, Chris. I mean, that guy needs to come back, I think. Uh, Villanova uh, also there at plus 300 as Arizona led the way, plus 110. Tennessee. Uh, is on the board here at plus 330. Again, these odds have shifted a little bit uh, on the board. Again, Illinois now uh, 12 to 1. Houston, Houston plus 500. Uh, so, Josh, initially, your thoughts on this bracket? So right off the bat, I see a lot of really good teams here, Pritch. This, to me, if you're looking at the South as one of the you know, most, I would say, deepest and mm -hmm. most competitive uh, you know, parts of your bracket here, I, I would give it to them. So number one, Arizona. They're number two ranked based on Ken Palm. Plus 110 uh, was the opener. You're at plus 150, kind of a, a small plus number here. I'm actually looking at Arizona as one of the champions in my bracket, Pritch. So if you're <laughs> differentiating yourself from the crowd and want to have a different champion, Arizona, they're going to need their injured player back there. But the analytics really like that team, and they have a really high-powered offense. Uh, again, majority of America will have Gonzaga here. If you're looking to go slightly against the green, Arizona would be a team to target for me. Villanova, I give them this, uh, a lot of respect just because Jay Wright's been there, done that. Pritch, you mm -hmm. talked about you know experience with coaching and uh, kind of knowing what it's like this time of year. Also, Gillespie, a senior uh, guy who, again, uh, is one of the best players to get behind if you're holding the ticket. I'm really interested, though, in Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee has been a team that, you know, they beat Kentucky, that, you know, they win their the SEC for the first time in forever. They're another team that the analytics are really, really high on. And can they catch fire and, and kind of make a move here in this conference? I'd also say uh, one team that's kind of down for me uh, on the list here, Pritch, but looking at uh, Loyola Chicago, Loyola Chicago is 30 to one uh, to win this, uh, this spot here. I don't think they're going to do it, but they're 24th ranked based on Ken Palm. They were that Cinderella with sister Jean from a few years ago. Uh, this would also be a fishy number for me, Pritch, just in their first round matchup. They're playing Ohio state. This is what I look at. Uh, Loyola Chicago is your 10 seed. Ohio State is your seven seed, but the, the futures price is much better here for Loyola Chicago, and the game is almost just basically a pick em. So why is it a pick em if you have a 10 versus seven? Shouldn't the seven you know, be a two, three, four-point favorite? Loyola Chicago, to me, is a team that, again, probably won't get it done, but could make a deep run and maybe has some value at that 30-to-1 price. Yeah, I mean, uh, with this region, uh, probably a good bet that there's not going to be a Cinderella right there. But I am intrigued <laughs> with these matchups, though. I, I, Houston is just one of those teams that stand out to me 
Uh, they're on the board plus 500 right now. Uh, continuity, coaching, defensive uh, uh, prowess, uh, the effort, the athleticism too. Uh, and I think they have dynamic players all over the court. So I, I'm keeping an eye. Certainly plus 500 is, looks attractive. Now, I, I saw Arizona up close and personal. I, I, I mentioned uh, uh, Kerr, Krista. I mean, I, I think from an execution standpoint, and the benefit of a nice whistle, too, I might add, uh, Arizona prevailed and certainly did a nice job in the conference tournament time. But, I, you know, me, just thinking about the matchup, uh, future matchup that could happen with Houston, I, Houston is so athletic. I, I don't know how Arizona handles that. Yeah, and it's really going to be a contrast in styles, Pritch. And again, Houston's another team that you could look at here. Houston, according to Ken Palm, is your fourth best team in the country. But mm. they don't they don't have like what the fourth best odds in their own uh, part of the bracket to you know to to advance here. So I'm with you. They have the experience from last year. Uh, have a really good head coach, obviously, and the right. style they play is difficult. That defensive, like they can win those you know uh, 52 to 48 games, those high school scores, those <laughs> you know 61 to 60 games. Uh, those that to me really comes to play this time of year. When the pressure's on and your defense really travels, so if there was a you know Houston versus Arizona, where you have high flying Arizona and you have bog it down, play great defense Houston, that contrast in style, and I'd love to know what the total would be in that game. Something to look at. Uh, and again, I, the one team I'm down on though, Pritch, mm-hmm. Ohio State. Okay. They're 16 to one. Ken Palm's got them all the way at 32. And actually, like in that first round matchup, again, Loyola Chicago to beat them with that kind of fishy. Why is the 10 favorite over the seven? Yeah, is uh, Colorado State versus Michigan? Is that sticking out to you at all as well? Oh, absolutely, Pritch. Yeah, that was kind of the first ones we were doing the show, uh, DraftKings, yesterday. They had the immediate move. A lot of the books open as low as a pick them there, Michigan against Colorado State. But yet Colorado State is ranked sixth. Michigan is 11. Colorado State has a far better record. Michigan really struggled there down the stretch. Obviously, the Juwan Howard fiasco and having him come back. You end up losing there against Indiana early uh, in your conference tournament. But they got steamed all the way to minus two and a half. So big move there toward Michigan. I'd be looking at Michigan on the money line, Pritch. And I tell you this, I'm going to go all money lines on short favorites, minus three or less. I'm not going to allow myself to get a buzzer beater to uh, to, to kind of hurt me in those. Well, you mentioned Tennessee a little bit earlier, too. I mean, we know about the reputation from a defensive standpoint. Offensively, more production on the floor uh, there for the Vols, too. So I, I wouldn't say they're a Cinderella. Uh, but in this bracket, uh, certainly uh, they kind of stick out a little bit if they do get hot, though. Oh, they really stick out. And again, what they do in the SEC Conference Tournament, you roll through that whole thing and some really good competition. A team like Kentucky, who, again, the analytics are high and you beat them. And uh, to your point, you think of them defensively, it's their scoring and really kind of uh, their depth and, and the coaching mm-hmm. that really kind of sets them apart. So uh, and to your point, Pritch, and number three, are they Cinderella? Not really. But again, with a lot of chalk ones and twos, that could be one of your best threes here in the tournament. Yeah, because, I mean, look, think about these schools. I mean, you got Nova in there, Arizona. I mean, uh, Illinois, too. The, the Big Ten with, what, nine schools? Uh, leads the, uh, all the conferences right there. Pac-12, uh, SEC, uh, I think, uh, no, not excuse me, the Big 12, not the, in the SEC, the Pac-12 with three schools, uh, Mountain West with four. So uh, I, I think just in this region alone, uh, you have so much history, uh, but then also, I mean, Tennessee, just one of those teams out the SEC, you think about Kentucky more so. Uh, I don't know how much people are thinking about Auburn. I, probably people are, are gravitating towards Tennessee in this situation. 
I think they are. And I'm looking at this first round matchup against Longwood. Uh, this would fit a system play for me, a big favorite with mm-hmm. a total that's falling. So I'm looking at the under in that Longwood Tennessee game. Uh, you have Tennessee favored by 17 points total open 133. It's down to 132. That could be a blowout where you keep that thing low. I'd look to the under in Tennessee game. All right. Uh, we're going to continue our bracket breakdown as we get closer and closer uh, to all of the madness, certainly. Uh, but Josh, we got some fishy lines that you want to get to some all uh, some games in the NBA uh, as well. So we'll get to all that and more coming up next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The King of Sportsbooks is offering college basketball fans a chance at winning big, really, really big. BetMGM's $10 million bracket challenge is free to play and fun to dream about. Pick a perfect college basketball tournament bracket and you'll be the legend that takes home $10 million. Plus, if you fall a little short, the player with the most correct picks wins a guaranteed top prize of $100,000. Anything can happen during BetMGM's March matchup. So what are you waiting for? You've got work to do. Go to BetMGM.com slash bracket and make your free picks in the $10 million bracket challenge. And don't forget, there's a guaranteed top prize of $100,000. Must be at least 21 years old. To enter, all promotions are subject to qualification eligibility requirements. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion not available in Nevada. 
Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. So, Josh, uh, some line movement that you want to highlight to us, uh, some games that was sticking out when it came out uh, with these lines with the brackets. Memphis and Boise, let's start right there. What would you see? Yes, this one jumped out to me, Pritch, again, looking at these fishy spots where, you know, the worst seeded team is actually favored in the matchup. And I want to be on kind of that seed that uh, that play that doesn't make too much sense, because, again, uh, if it looks good to be true, it almost always is one of the first things uh, people really told me when I first started betting on sports. But, for example, Memphis and Boise, you look at this line here, uh, Memphis is your nine seed, Boise is your eight seed. Yet this game opened Memphis, a very short favorite, laying one, one and a half, two around there. The lines have been bet up to minus two and a half. So uh, the, you would think that the eight would be favored over the nine. The nine's now favored over the eight, and the line's moving further toward the nine over the eight. So that would be a money line play for me as of now. Uh, the other thing I'm really conscious of, Pritch, though, I, I want to wait uh, some of these things out because even though it might be a fishy number, what if it turns out that Memphis is getting 75% of bets? So I think you got to be a little bit careful here that you identify a fishy number, but also you don't want to make sure that you're not on the huge public side here. So that's my one caveat there with Memphis. But I do like the fact that the nine is favored over the eight and the line is moving further toward the nine. And keep in mind, when you're doing your bracket, whether it's uh, you know ESPN or CBS or Yahoo, wherever it may be, you're going to get double points for bonuses in these opening rounds. So if Memphis hmm. uh, you know, wins, people will say, oh, it's an upset, nine beat the eight, when in reality, no, they're favored. They were expected to win, uh, but you would get double points again based on uh, the seeding here with the nine beating the eight. Okay, let's get to another one. Uh, Virginia Tech uh, out there too, one of the hotter teams uh, uh, in the tournament, uh, certainly, Josh. Uh, what stood out for you in this one? So what stood out to me, Pritch, is number one, the Virginia Tech is the 11 seed, mm -hmm. Texas is the six. Okay. Why is this line only a point, point and a half? That seems pretty low. Shouldn't that six seed be favored by three, four, five, a higher number here? The fact that this is so short, even though Texas is the ranked team and, and has the better record, tells me that you're probably going to have a lot of people loading up on Texas here. Yet that number is so short. If you can find a hook with a one and a half, I'd be looking toward Va Tech right now. Look at Ken Palm. He has Texas winning by one point. So maybe that half point could end up being crucial. But also, Pritch, it's getting hot at the right time. Va Tech almost had their season come to an end. They hit that buzzer beater. <laughs> you get a second life here. You run through your tournament. You're feeling pretty good. You you know you flew pretty close to the sun here. You survived, and now it's all gravy from here on out. So I think it's a team that is you know loose. Uh, almost had it had their season over with, but continued and played well and won versus a Texas team that struggled down the stretch. If you can find a hook, I'd be looking Vatek plus one and a half there. See, in the, here's where uh, I, I go back and forth again because I mean, even when we had Kenny White on the program on Friday, it's just uh, the whole recency bias because you have the element of players or teams or schools not giving it their all in conference tournaments, but then they're going to ramp it up for. Uh, the dance, right? And so you got hot teams too, like Texas, for instance. Like, how can you bet on Texas when they've collapsed uh, in big games, big moments uh, down the stretch of the regular season? It's a great question, Pritch, because a lot of these games you're going to have kind of conflicting betting systems. Mm -hmm. So I like that it's fishy that the, uh, you know, the 11 and the 6 is pretty much a, a virtual pick them here. But also, Virginia Tech's the hot team. Texas right. is the cold team. I want to be on the cold team, not the hot team. So it's an inexact science. You can always lay off if you don't have, you know, kind of a clear edge here. Uh, but I would say if you want action on that game, Maybe a really slow, uh, low-scoring game pitch. That total opened 125 between Texas and Vatek. It's down to 123. That's a pretty good move there initially to that under. Uh, if you can shop around and find a hook on a 123 and a half, uh, to me, that's two really slower-paced teams, play great defense. And again, you're looking at yesterday, the spreads were the first things to drop. The totals came later. So the fact that the totals came later and you already see a huge move to this under tells me a lot of money hit that Texas under there. Okay, let's get to another one, uh, Miami. Uh, what was standing out there in their matchup? 
So another kind of fishy number to me in a line that's really low here. So look at Miami, they're the 10, USC mm -hmm. is the seven. Uh, but yet this game open, you know, a lot of shops were minus one and a half. Uh, USC pretty much stayed one and a half. I even see some shops that, again, one and a half's here, but I think they touched one at one point, now back to one and a half. But this is another play for me where uh, I know, obviously, the ACC wasn't great this year. But also the Pac-12 wasn't great, aside from, you know, your big-name schools there, your Arizona, your UCLA. But why is this thing so short, only one and a half? This would be an upset opportunity uh, in favor of Miami here, getting bonus points. USC is the ranked team, better record. But Miami, this time of year, sometimes turns it on. Ken Palm only has them, has them losing by one. So if this comes in a situation where, you know, and I'm, this would be kind of a contrarian play for me with Miami. Pritch, I know it's early, but you're looking at like 75% of bets on USC here. Just lay it with the Trojans, but it really hasn't moved too much. Again, Ken Palm has a one-point game. I always think it's, you know, if you're close to a pick and yet one team is way higher seeded than the other, that's fishy. I think the public will load up on the USC spot here, where to me, Miami could be a vital opportunity getting the plus one and a half. And then Iowa State uh, as well here on your list. Iowa State's another one. This is kind of a classic, you know, kind of reverse line move here toward Iowa State. I know LSU, they have the coaching change, and, uh, you know, they kind of, they're Jekyll and Hyde. They can beat anybody. They can lose to anybody. But this is kind of a line move play for me. It's not really mm -hmm. fishy. It's more of LSU, uh, what are they, the sixth seed. Iowa State's the 11. But this game opened at LSU lane four and a half. The line's down to four. So the immediate move here was toward Iowa State. Looks like some respected money grabbed the hook there with the Cyclones, brought it back down to four. Let's see the next moves here. The other thing, too, Pritch, is put a pin in some of these games. Right. Give it a day. Give it two days. Is it moving further in the direction uh, that you're looking at initially, or is there some buyback? We have some time here. You know, I don't want to get locked into too many plays right now, but these are all the games that I'm going to monitor over the next few days. Yeah, absolutely. And, again, if you want more insight or more information or just uh, uh, more ex explanation uh, about what Josh talks about here on Betting Across America, uh, be sure to tune into the Market Insights podcast. Again, because you go in-depth with with a lot of the systems that you like to play. Exactly. And again, appreciate it, Pritch. And uh, yeah, when, when I'm out there, you might have to join the Market Insights pod. <laughs> all right. Pritch on that pod. But uh, <laughs> Let's do it. I would just say, yeah, today we talked all these fishy lines. You talked about how to create a contrarian bracket. I know we're up against it, Pritch. Mm -hmm. There's not a ton of action tonight. I would say just a couple of games that we mentioned on the pod today. If you want to sweat some hockey, Ottawa Senators. Ottawa Senators are at home against the Arizona Coyotes. Ottawa had a really big steam move in their favor. They opened like only like a minus 120 favorite. They're up to minus 150. If you look at these uh, favorites with a line move in their favor. They're about 70% this year. You also look at these teams who both missed the playoffs. Just take the favorite. Very simple system. 68%, 15% ROI here. A home favorite off a win versus a non-playoff team. That's another good one I like to sweat. 74% with a 16% ROI. So had to fit that hockey one in there, Pritch. Yep. I know it's not a hockey day. It's it's you know college hoops and NFL. But I like Ottawa on that one. NBA. NBA. Yep. Yeah. Let's hit on a couple of these, Pritch, before we get out of here. One that caught my eye real quick, the Cleveland Under. Clippers and, and the, uh, and the Cavaliers. Mm -hmm. These are two of your slowest-paced teams two of your uh, best defensive teams, and two of your worst offensive teams. So you add that all up, that smells like an under to me. You also have a lot of guys out for this game. Uh, the Clippers, you, you're wondering why Cle uh, Cleveland's all the way up to minus seven. Clippers are resting Jackson, uh, Jackson, Covington, Marcus Morris. But to me, this is an underplay. Cleveland, 22-8 and eight to the under at home. 
clips 22 and 13 to the under at on the road. And again, slow pace, uh, great defense, bad offense. Give me the under 212 and a half for the Clippers. Game. Okay, because that line is ticked up. Uh, I saw it this morning, five and a half now up to seven. Uh, the Cavs, they have their own issues with injuries too, and uh, they better get it in gear too, Josh. I, I think time's running out there. Uh, how about the Nuggets and the 76ers? This ticked up too. I saw minus two and a half. Uh, it's now three on the board uh, for Philly. Uh, the 76ers on a back-to-back situation too. I'll take the Nuggets here, Pritch, plus three. Uh, and but to your point, though, you know a lot of these books open Sixers laying three and a half, as high as four, got all the way down to one and a half. So that was a huge move there toward the Nuggets earlier. I think that was partly on the thought process of hey, back to back Philly. Maybe they rest Embiid tonight. Maybe they rest Harden tonight. Sounds like both these guys are going to play. I think that's why that one and a half went back up to three. But this is still a tough spot, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for um, for back to back with the 76ers, second leg of a back to back. Denver's off two losses. I think you're getting a good effort out of them. And their last game was the 12th. I also look at some of these um, systems play system plays. I call it the road steam move here. Again, it's not as much as it was earlier, but you still had at least based off the three and a half or four, a move toward Denver here. You look at these road teams with a move in their favor, 30 and 18 against the spread, 62%. I'll take the Nuggets and Jokic. By the way, Pritch, you got an MVP bet right. here in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Two of your top two here, your two favorites, Embiid and Jokic going head to head. Well, how about this one, Milwaukee, Utah? I mean, you got uh, Giannis averaging almost 30 points a game. He's at 29.7 points a game now. Uh, the line is still at one and a half. I was wondering because of Gobert, uh, certainly if he's on the floor, uh, that could make a difference right there in that matchup. So I got locked into a, a bad number here, Pritch. I took Milwaukee at pretty much a pick number. Okay. It is going now to minus two Jazz. I'm going to ride that Milwaukee play. Uh, uh, my angle here would be Utah's playing their third game in four days. You have Milwaukee who's rested. You have some road refs here. Bogdanovich is out, but Gobert is in. I think that's why that line's going back to the Jazz. Yeah, how about that? Uh, great job today on the show, Josh. Uh, a lot to go through, and we continue that throughout the week. Uh, we'll see you back here tomorrow. Coming up next right here on VSEN, The Edge on the Sports Betting Network. We'll see you. We'll be right back.